Hello, welcome to the Down Back Drop podcast hosted by Connor Evers, the Director of Recruiting for the PGA Golf Manager Program here at Methodist University. This podcast is recorded live from the Mass Communications Department here on campus with special help from Paul Joseph. Each week I sit down with alumni, our PGM staff, and friends and family of the program, as well as current students. We share stories, key information, and best practices of why our PGA Golf Manager program here at Methodist University is the best in the United States of America. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Down Back Drop podcast. This is episode number 15. Today, I have the great pleasure of sitting down with Andrew Losey. Andrew is a 2019 graduate of Methodist University, as well as our PGA Golf Manager program. He's also graduated with me in, in December of 2019, so know a lot about him and look forward to the conversation as well. Uh, Andrew's also from Saratoga Springs, New York, originally. Andrew, really appreciate your time. Connor, thanks for having me. Good to be yeah, here. Of course. Thank you again. So let's get started. Um, just kind of talk about your upbringing and how golf came into your life as well. So like you said, I grew up in Saratoga Springs, which is about three hours north of uh, New York City. And... Nobody in my family has ever played golf before. So I kind of, you know, kind of lucked into it a little bit. Um, I had a friend growing up who uh, he was going out to play one day with his dad. I think uh, we were both seven years old and I wanted to hang out with him for the day. So I said, hey, can I tag along? And, um, you know, kind of the rest is history from there. I fell in love with it. And every day after school, I was begging my parents you know, to buy me a little kid set of golf clubs. And, um, you know, they finally kind of gave in after a little bit and, you know, uh, started to play golf, take lessons, you know, up, up through, you know, maybe when I was 14 or so. And then when I was 14, that's when I kind of got into teaching, um, and, you know, started my journey with, with wanting to become a, a golf professional. Very nice. And talk about high school golf as well. Was, was your team competitive? Um, how did that all go for you as well? So we had a, a pretty good team and, and, um, we had a, a, a player who, who also went to Methodist. His name's Daniel Shepard, um, who won a national championship, and now he's a golf professional as well. So my senior year, we had a, we had a really good team. We had uh, Dan. We had another guy who went to play D3 golf, um, and we, we were almost undefeated, but um, we, we were pretty solid. And, uh, but, but what I've seen, you know, because now, now I'm in the golf profession and, and I've, now I'm down in Florida, I've seen Florida high school golf compared to Saratoga Springs and it's a totally different level. <laughs> but we, we had a lot of fun and, um, you know, played little junior events and um, really enjoyed it and, and uh, then transitioned into college where I played for, for a semester or so and saw, geez, these guys are pretty solid as well because I think when we came in, our freshman year, they were just coming off a national championship. So uh, I definitely got to see some different levels of, of golf and, and saw that I wasn't as competitive as I thought I was. Cool. Nice. And and, and talk about why you, you ended up coming to Methodist and why you wanted to be a golf professional as well. I know you, you reiterated already about teaching. That's what you kind of wanted to do. But why did you end up coming to Methodist? So it was, it was honestly kind of by luck that uh, I came to Methodist and it actually has to do with my high school golf, uh, my senior year. That was my first time actually getting to go and try to qualify for my state championship. And there was a rain out. So we had scheduled uh, a flight down to go and see Coastal Carolina mm -hmm. 
Uh, so we were going to fly down there and then we were going to drive down to Florida and visit some Florida schools. And we had a rain out on our second day. And I said, mom, this is my first chance to try to qualify for States. We're going to miss this flight and I'm going to try to qualify for States. Mm-hmm. Long story short, I ended up qualifying. And then we said, well, we missed our flight. We, we can't fly down there. So let's just drive. And Methodist is, you know, a 95 stop. And so sure. we said, well, why don't we just stop there? And it was the first school that I visited um, and, and ended up, ended up uh, staying there for four and a half years. And, uh, you know, you know, definitely do not regret that decision. That's done so much for me. Cool. Nice. Good to hear. And, and also talk about your overall experience at Methodist, things you're involved in, in the PGM program, outside the PGM program. And like you already mentioned too, you were on the golf team for a semester or so as well, but kind of talk about yeah. your overall experience if you don't mind too. So, so like you said, I was on, I was on the golf team for, for one semester and, you know, enjoyed it, just didn't really play too well. And then I, I tried out a couple more times and, and just, you know, didn't really make the team ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I found out that early on, you know, back even before college that I wanted to teach. So I tried to find ways that I could learn more and more about teaching and, when I came, when we came in as freshmen, the the teaching club, which then was run by Ryan Zetterholm, mm-hmm. um, you know, was was going strong, and and so I went to some meetings and learned from some teaching professionals and learned from Ryan and just dove in, and um, you know, from there, uh, we had our PGA seminars, and I met some other great professionals and really tried to dive into to those you know, those seminars and, and, you know, made some good impressions and people said, Hey, you know, you can, you can go on a teaching path and be pretty successful. So, so I, you know, kind of went, went that way. And, and, um, then throughout college, uh, my last three years actually ended up running the teaching club where again, you, you invite teaching professionals. We had, um, we had, Golf Digest Best Young Teachers, Top 100 Teachers, PGA Tour Teachers, um, all sorts of, of people come in and give us advice, uh, give us some lessons. Um, and so that was pretty enjoyable for me. And then also as the, you know, the president of the teaching club, people come up to you and say, hey, can you give me some help? Because you're kind of known as, sure. you know, the, the person who can help, you know, in a, in a pinch. So, so, you know, week before tryouts, people are coming up to me, Hey, can you just check this out real quick? Um, so, so that was a really good you know, thing for me because wanting to teach, I got experience at school, you know, outside of an internship. So, so, um, you know, college, college was a really great learning experience for me and Methodist, you know, they had so many, you know, unseen opportunities for me to go and, and learn, you know, outside of the classroom as well. Very cool. And, and while you're a student here at Methodist, you also helped Coach Conley out with some of his his guys as well um, that are on the team. Kind of talk about that process as well and, and how that all worked too. So, Coach, I, I give Coach Conley a lot of credit, um, you know, in my early career right now because he, like you said, he kind of gave me an opportunity to help out the teams. And so he saw me putting in like a lot of effort, uh, you know, in the classroom, asking him, hey, can I come and and watch your teaching uh, or your freshman teaching class, mm-hmm. you know, as a ju- as a sophomore, or junior, and senior, because I just wanted to see if he said something differently. Maybe I picked something up. So he saw me really trying to learn, 
Um, and then in my internships as well, going out and teaching and then working for Michael Breed and, and getting more teaching experience there, he said, you know, maybe I can learn something from Andrew as well. And maybe Andrew can help somebody out that I'm maybe struggling with, or maybe they just need a different eye. Um, so coach, you know, had me come along for, uh, you know, I think the, maybe my first, first week back um, from my five month internship, I, you know, just kind of went and watched coach on the range and he kind of took me in for one lesson and then he took me in for four more guys. And then, you know, later that week they were having a practice and I, you know, went back to the back of the range and was helping out some guys there. Um, so I definitely give coach, you know, a lot of thanks because, you know, again, he gave me a lot of, you know, you know, hands-on experience outside of an internship and outside of the classroom that now I can use in my career. So, um, yeah, that, I mean, and that's fun too, working with some, some, uh, really talented players. It's Absolutely. something that not a lot of teaching professionals get to do. So really grateful for that. Yeah, that, that's great. And, and that's the nice part about our staff here is if there's something that you specifically want to do, each one of us has kind of our own niche, if you will. And you can 100%. really ask, ask questions and, and mentor, I'm sorry, um, and shadow us and just kind of figure out what, what you end up wanting to do. So that, that's, that's really cool as well. Uh, and you also talked a lot about experiences. Talk, talk more about your, your four internships while you're a student here at Methodist and kind of each one individually, if you don't mind, too. Yeah. So, so like I said, um, you know, I, I knew really early on, you know, when I was 14, when I first, you know, started teaching junior golf, um, that I, that I wanted to teach, I fell in love with teaching then. So to be honest, when I came into Methodist, I, I didn't really know about the teaching route, but, mm -hmm. um, then, then I started to, you know, dive in more and ask some questions of Mr. Hogg and, um, you know, decided to go towards teaching. So my first internship at 18 years old, they're not going to let me, you know, just jump in and, and start teaching. But sure. so I, I tried to go somewhere where I could at least learn from somebody. And so that decision was to go to the Patterson Club, um, which a lot of kids in our, you know, class mm -hmm. have ended up going to. So, um, and Patterson Club's up in Connecticut and, and the head pro there, his name's uh, Chris Kenny. And at the time, or maybe the year before he was like the Met section uh, PGA education kind of, uh, like head. Um, so he was setting up all the, the meetings, the education meetings. So I figured that he probably knew quite a bit of teachers. Mm -hmm. And so I went to work for him and early on in my internship, I went to his office and I said, Mr. Kenny, can you help me out? I want to go, I, I'd like to go observe some of these teachers. And I gave him a list of maybe 10 people. And I think I ended up uh, going to C5 and uh, you know, the big name there was Mike Adams, who, you know, was a PGA teacher of the year, I think at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, so I went to go observe these people and, and learned a lot, even though I wasn't teaching, I still got, you know, quite a few, you know, hours under my belt observing some really good teachers. Um, and that was really fun. So, so, you know, for that first internship, if you don't know what to do and, you know, maybe you're just washing golf carts like I was or picking the range, there's still other things that you can learn. Even if you don't want to teach, you can go and ask the head professional for some advice about, you know, maybe merchandising or something. So I went and, and asked about teaching and, and, you know, see if they could help me out there and, and lucky enough that they, that they could. Um, then for my second internship, I actually went where you went for your first one, the Ridge Club out in, uh, out in Cape Cod. Um, and there I worked in the golf shop and found out I really did not like working <laughs> in the golf shop. 
Um, so my, my kind of solace there was towards the latter half of my internship, I got to go spend four hours a day out uh, doing junior golf camps. Um, and when I was out there doing junior golf camps, some, you know, some of the members saw me and they said, Hey, you know, he looks like he's doing a good job. I think I'm going to go get a lesson from him and see if they can, or see if he can help me out with my game. Um, so I got some more teaching experience there. And also on that internship, I tried to observe some more teachers um, and was lucky enough to, to make an acquaintance with Michael Breed, the, you know, maybe six months before at the PGA show. And I went and observed him for, for a day. So I drove, you know, from Cape Cod down to New York City and, and, and watched him. And at the end of the day watching him, I said, hey, do you have any internships do you have do you have a spot for me because i'd love to come and work for you and learn from you mm -hmm. and he said yeah maybe uh you know we'll see and so i finish out my internship out on cape cod i get back to methodist and i type up an email send out my resume and um and i get a i get a no from from michael breed so i actually ended up trying to find another teaching internship um and i was lucky enough to find one at a golf channel academy um, and was, you know, about to sign a sheet of paper. And, uh, I got an email right before I did that that said, uh, or actually, excuse me, it was a, it was actually a direct message from, uh, from a guy named Greg Ducharme who said, Hey, can you call me real quick? And this is a guy who works at the Michael Breed Golf Academy. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I give him a call right away. He goes, he goes, Hey, a spot just opened up. Are you in? And I said, yep, I'm ready to go. So, you know, I ended up leaving a, a solid internship uh, opportunity to go to, to one that I, you know, thought would also be really good and um, actually ended up being my uh, junior five, five month internship and then my last internship as well. Um, and I mean, it was, it was such a wonderful experience. Obviously, I'm not really doing too, too much. And Actually, my first year, I really wasn't supposed to teach, but I kind of dove in anyway and mm -hmm. kind of did it behind Michael's back. And then he said, okay, you actually did a pretty good job and, <laughs> you know, helped some people. So um, it, was, it was pretty fun. And obviously getting to, getting to be around, you know, one of, uh, you know, my idols, you know, in the game and in, in the profession uh, was, you know, so, so, so amazing. Learned so much from Michael. Um, and then, like I said, that turned out to be my, my uh, seven month as well. And then, that was also my first job uh, straight out of college, which happened to be, you know, then COVID hit. Um, so ended up not really getting my, my you know, full uh, third season in at the, at the Breed Academy. But, um, you know, my, my internships, I, again, I tried to tailor them in a specific way so that way I could learn as much about what I wanted to do in, uh, you know, po post-college. Um, and, and I think I did that. And for, for the PGM student now, I, 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 I've given this advice a lot. I think, you know, you, if you don't know what you, you, you want to do, you've got to try things. Mm -hmm. And I give credit to some of the students who, you know, maybe they didn't want to teach or they weren't sure what they want to do, who then came to the teaching club and, and learned a little bit about teaching. Um, or those guys that go out and they, they work in some place out in the West and they get a lot of good shop experience and they're, they're maybe they're caddying somewhere, but they're asking questions, you know, all throughout their internship. Um, the more you can ask questions, if you don't, if you're not sure what you want to do, you know, you're going to be far better off and, and ahead of the line, ahead of the curve when 
it comes time to actually, you know, say, you know, uh, I'm going to apply for this job. Um, and, uh, you'll, you'll be, you'll be much better off, you know, the more questions you ask, I, I definitely think. No, that's, that's great. Thanks for explaining all that and your experience and your internships. Uh, all right, Andrew, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit more about networking and making connections as well. Um, I know that's important to you and important to a lot of alumni, students, and myself as well. But just kind of talk about that, if you don't mind, as well. And we'll kind of bounce a few things off each other as well. Yeah, so I think, obviously, networking is, is one of the most important things you can do to try to get to where you, you want to go. And also just to learn uh, from, from some different people and, and hopefully, you know, move you up and, and, you know, you gain some more knowledge and then you're able to go and, and run a tournament better and then you make it, make a better impact. Um, so networking is great. It's a, it's great to, to, to use for learning and then obviously taking the next step. Um, but the other thing that that's so important about it is, is I think you start to, to meet new people and you start to learn what to do and what not to do. And then, you know, in our, in our industry, um, when you try to make that next step, it's all about who, you know, so, um, very early on at the PGA show, our, our freshman year, I went and just tried to introduce my people and just tried to get their contact information. So that way I could then go and ask them a couple of questions, um, later on. And that did a couple things for me. One, it gave me confidence because I went up, I went up and talked to people from golf channel, um, really nerve wracking, but I went and, and, you know, just kind of put myself out there. Um, and then I get to go and talk, talk with these people later on. So I'm learning from Matt Janella about being on camera, um, talking about, talking with Lauren Thompson about, you know, her journey up to golf channel, uh, networking is, is great. And, and, and it also just, it lets you know, it lets people know, you know, kind of, that you're out there really, um, in, in this industry, it, it's, it's very much who, you know, and to do that, you have to network. You really do. What, what, you know, what's, you have a pretty interesting internship kind of, um, experience, you know, going, going overseas. So what, what's that whole thing like with, with networking? Cause that's, that's again, a totally different opportunity that not many people have done that, you know, you start to meet, way more different people now yeah no thanks for that too um especially with the kind of european pga um there's uh, a gentleman by the name of adam keeble and he is kind of an hr in the london office kind of like our our headquarters now in, in frisco instead of florida but uh that's kind of where they do it but yeah it, it's it's pretty much kind of run the same which is which is really nice kind of how the, the pga is um, when I say ran the same way, I mean the PGA, but I also mean ran like how, you know, our networking happens and, and stuff. And it, it's funny how small the game is, um, just meeting people over there um, and how just the, the PGA network and, and the golf industry network is, is kind of the same as well. Um, just meeting a lot of people over there and, and knowing the same people. Um, when I was over there, a lot of our clientele that would play, and, and again, to preface, I, I worked at a Dare Manor in Ireland and um, a lot of our clientele like I was mentioning um, they are from the United States 
And it was funny just knowing a lot of Methodist alum or just people I worked with or interns or what have you. So, um, which is pretty fun, but, uh, absolutely staying in touch. Like, like Andrew was, was talking about, um, that's the biggest thing and, and expanding your network. Um, cause you just never know when the network's going to kind of come together. And uh, that's yeah. kind of the fun part about that. So you don't know if it's going to be tomorrow, a week from now, or maybe five years. And that's kind of the most important part, um, of, of networking and communicating with others. Um, absolutely. And the big thing for me, it's like, you know, you know, being a, t- a 23 year old, obviously I don't have that much life experience. I've worked a couple of jobs, but they've been, you know, internships. So when you get a, a new job opportunity or a job opportunity pops up, it's nice to, to be able to call on somebody and say, Hey, you know, I'm just not sure what to do. Should I take this job? Should I not take this job? You know, what do you think? And, and, you know, uh, Robbie Fritz, the former head pro at, at Methodist, one of the things that he said to me about, and I'm, I'm glad he's in my network because he, he said to me, look, Andrew, you know, you and everybody at Methodist, you're going to have a lot of job opportunities come, you know, onto your horizon and you're going to have to say no. You're going to have to say no to a good number of them. Um, and that's a great problem to have. And, you know, that's something that, that I learned, you know, just from my network and I've heard from other people in my network as well you know, just as I've, you know, grown, uh, you know, grown past college. Um, so, so, you know, obviously you have the Methodist alumni network, which we've talked about before, and then you have the staff, but it's also great to, to kind of get out in the industry and, and meet some other people who have, you know, way different experiences than, than just, you know, our Methodist community. Yeah, that, that's great. And, and you're talking about, you know, you're going to have some, some jobs that you're just not going to be able to take or, or just say no to. And uh, I've given this advice to a few people. I got this from a, a teacher back home. And, you know, a lot of times we ask for advice from people we know, and they know about the golf industry. You know, Andrew and I, we, we, we've uh, kind of talked about this a few times too. But, um, you know, you, you know a lot of people in the golf industry, you know how the industry works, et cetera, et cetera. But my advice for a lot of students, especially if it's internships, maybe your first job, um, or maybe even just coming to Methodist in general, is to explain the situation to someone that does not know anything about the golf industry because it makes it so much harder and it forces you to explain the situation you're in, the pros, the cons of different um, experiences, if you will. And it really makes them kind of understand what it is to the core. Because like Andrew and I and many other golfers that are in the industry, we understand the industry and how it all works. But that's kind of the hardest thing is explaining that to someone. I've given that advice to a few students and a few alumni that are that are a couple of years older than me. Um, and it's helped for them. Um, again, I got that from a teacher back home in Iowa. And uh, it, it's helped me a few times as well. Um, but ex- again, explaining it to the core. And uh, I give that advice to a lot of people as well. So, yeah. That's awesome advice. And then, you know... I think just to kind of to add on to all of this, uh, we talked about my internships and, you know, you mentioned your, your internship over at Adair Manor. I think, you know, my, my last, I guess, piece of advice for, for PGM students is to, you know, build, build a resume and not just, you know, type up your resume, but how do you actually go about, you know, building something that's really worth showing? Um, and so, you know, we've talked in, in class with, with Mr. Bruns about, about resumes and, you know, I remember sitting in class and handing him my resume and he goes, 
wow, okay, I didn't know that your resume had all this on it. And so, so on internships, one, you want to, you want to, you want to go somewhere where, you know, you can build a, a good network that you can hopefully use somebody as a reference. But then the piece on, on my resume that, that I think everybody can build, doesn't matter if you want to teach, doesn't matter if you want to merchandise. It's the section that I, that I have called observation of industry leaders. And it's a great, uh, on your internships, it's a great time to start to build this. Just go and, 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 you know, maybe you're not putting the assistant professional on, on your reference sheet, but go and put them on in that section observation of industry leaders. And, you know, cause maybe, you know, we've got internships, kids going out to Oakmont and, uh, you know, the country club of Brookline and you're with these awesome professionals who are, who are still only assistants. But if you put them down one, you're going to kind of build out your resume a little bit. And maybe they're not, you know, your reference, but you can, somebody else can see that they're a part of your network and that you've learned from somebody. And then the longer that list grows, when you go and apply for a job, somebody can say, oh, wow, this person took some time to ask some questions to so-and-so and all these different people from, from their internships. And maybe they went to a different club on their internship just to observe and, and maybe check out the shop and get some new shop designs and, and you know, some different displays. Um, building a resume is, and building your resume to be as competitive as possible will get you to that next, that next spot. Um, and, and the thing that, that I tried to realize what, you know, or I realized in my college career was that I've got, in, in our class, I had, you know, four, maybe four other kids that really wanted to go into teaching that I had to compete with for some teaching jobs. But then on top of that, I had another 20 that are all looking for jobs out there that, you know, hey, maybe I want that job. Um, so so you've got to build a resume to be able to compete against the Connor Everses of, of the world. <laughs> that's, that's funny. And um you know, I, I think that advice speaks volumes, especially to prospective students and especially to this incoming class here in the fall. So um, once you come in, guys, we'll, we'll take care and, and help you with your, your resumes and go through that freshman seminar series that we talk about. But those are some good things that, that Andrew just talked about um, that, uh, that are very potent to, uh, to going forward, especially in your first, second and, and years and, and then going into graduation. So I think it's great advice. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, also, talk about kind of your current role, which is extremely unique, um, and kind of how that went, how you went from working with and for Michael Breed until your current position. I'll, I won't elaborate anymore. I'll let you uh, continue on with that. Yeah. So, um, like I said, my my straight out of college, my first job was working for Michael Breed, and uh, COVID hit, and we weren't allowed to teach for mm -hmm. all the way up until I think late July. And in about June or so, I think it was June, I'm sitting at, you know, sitting, doing some work and, and helping out with uh, his radio show. And I check my email and I get this random email that says, hey, Andrew, uh, we got your application. Are you free to, to uh, do a Zoom call on this date with so-and-so um, for the Ian Poulter postgraduate position? And I'm like, what is this? What is this again? And I actually, you were the first person that I called. I was like, Hey, have you heard about this? 
did somebody at Methodist like, you know, apply for me or like, did they put my name somewhere? Because I've never heard of this job. Um, and I've never heard of a PGA tour player having a position for, you know, a post-grad, Absolutely. um, PGM student. So long story short, I end up going and, and interviewing, um, for this job where, um, I'm coaching Ian Poulter's son, uh, who is 16 and he's trying to be, uh, a collegiate golfer. Um, and he's well on his way to doing that. You know, they probably could have done it without me, but they wanted somebody to help him, uh, you know, practice each day and, and make sure he was doing the right thing. So I ended up now, uh, moving down to Florida, uh, living, you know, right around Orlando and coaching, you know, um, Ian's son every day. And it's, it's a crazy experience. It's an opportunity that, you know, you're not, you know, you're not sure is really out there when you're in college. There's so many other opportunities that, you know, are in the dark that, that, you know, can come to, come to the light really when, you know, you're doing all the right things. And, and I was trying to do, you know, my best. And, uh, it was actually somebody that I met my freshman year who put my name in, um, the guy at the PJ seminar at I Bargwin, uh, he put my name forth for this, for this job. And, I was lucky enough to get it. Um, and now I have, you know, the opportunity to learn from Ian. Um, obviously he's still out on tour and doing the European tour and things like that as well in the Ryder cup. Um, so, you know, he's still obviously very talented and has 20, 21 years of experience out on tour. So I can ask him a bunch of questions. Um, I've had some cool experiences with travel and going, uh, to some places and also chaperoning, uh, his son to some events and, going to new courses and seeing other really great talented junior golfers. Um, so, so it was, uh, you know, kind of, kind of a, a crazy start to that job where I wasn't really sure, you know, what it was or if it was actually real. And then, <laughs> you know, fast forward two months after that, I get that email and I'm flying down to Florida and packing up and, uh, headed down here. Um, so it's, it was it's pretty cool and, and an interesting story how it actually started from, you know, a, a connection that I made freshman year in college to, to now. That's, that's, that's fantastic. Good for you. Congratulations on everything thus far too. And one last thing here, what's something you learned at Methodist either in the classroom, um, on the, on the lesson T, uh, through maybe being on the golf team, what's one thing you learned while your time at Methodist that you still use till this day? Um, I think from, you know, some conversations with Mr. Hogg and, and Mr. Bruns about networking, mm-hmm. um, I still use that to this day. Uh, they impressed upon me and, and I think upon everybody that, that came through that, uh, you know, obviously there's a great alumni network that you can kind of rely upon sometimes, but you also need to go and make an effort to have relationships with, with some people. Um, so, so definitely networking, uh, is something that I learned, you know, very early on, um, even through the teaching club, just trying to keep in touch with, with some of those professionals, just, just again, some people that you can, you can say, Hey, what would you do in this situation? Or, Mm -hmm. or, you know, ask them about, you know, some, some, you know, uh, life advice type of thing. Sure. Um, I've definitely got some people that I can draw upon uh, for that, that, um, you know, I wouldn't have had, had, um, had 
Mr. Bruns and Mr. Hognat said, hey, you know, you need to go and, and talk to some people. I think the PGA show is a great spot to do that. That's kind of where I got my start with with reaching out to, to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think, too, you know, not from the classroom necessarily, just kind of something that happened at Methodist was you, I, I learned to kind of seek out opportunities and, and try to prepare myself for opportunities. Um, so I wasn't the best student at Methodist, mm-hmm. but I tried to own everything that I, that I, you know, did. So I knew that I wanted to go into teaching. So when I was in the back of the class, I was, I was looking up some teaching stuff where I was, you know, thinking through a swing philosophy and seeing how it could work. Um, so I was preparing myself for a future job, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think that you have to really prepare yourself. And there's so many different things you can do to prepare yourself, whether it be going into Mr. Hogg's office and just picking his brain, you know, once a week and same with Mr. Bruns or going out and observing Coach Conley. There's so many opportunities to learn at Methodist that will prepare you for the unseen opportunities, which, you know, for me – really helped out because I got an opportunity that I would have never had any idea was out there and was even just randomly created. Um, so, so you've definitely, uh, I I definitely learned about preparation, um, networking, um, and, you know, couldn't be more grateful for Methodists and all the things that, uh, that the staff did for me. Well, that's great. And, and I appreciate you sharing all that information and, and also really appreciate your time coming on the Down Backdrop podcast. Uh, thank you so much and, and congratulations on everything you've done so far and best of luck in the future as well. Thank you, Connor. Likewise. Yeah. Thank Good you, Andrew. Appreciate it. Again, this was episode number 15 of the Down Backdrop podcast. Happy Friday and have a great weekend.